This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to another Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice, on the eve of a new Premier season with lots of expectation, lots of hopes, lots of... Well, maybe a few doubts as well. We'll have to discuss it. We're going to be discussing it with um, two stalwarts of the podcast now. I think you're fair, fair favourites now, I think. Fair favourites and, squ- and not squad members no more. Your first team is it's Connor Dunn and Kevin O'Neill. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I'm good. It's a bit of a manic a manic transfer, Marcus, at the moment, isn't it? You yeah, just indeed. come bursting through the door saying, Everton are going nuts! Yeah, they um, are. They're, you know, put a bid in for a Wobie. They've had a bid knockback for Zaha. They've signed, well, getting Zadibi on loan. They've got Keane and Gabanin in. And they, yeah, it's just... Small as well. Bit of a mad one. They, oh, yeah, they'd, um, they're looking for they wanted small in on loan, but United have turned that down. So... Yeah, it's all um, crazy. All going on. Playing Monopoly, aren't they? At the moment, the Al <laughs> Toffees. Um, lots to talk about. Of course, the first game of the season starts on Friday. We are the first game of uh, the new season against Norwich, a uh, newly promoted Norwich. What we're also going to be doing on the show as well is uh, doing what we did last time. Uh, I think it was Dan and Joe last time. Dan Kay and Joe Rimmer and myself. We did our predictions for the season, so we're going to be doing that again. It's a bit of fun, but at the end. Of the of the season, we dig them out again. Brendan Rodgers style, he open the envelope and find out how good or how bad we were. It wasn't too bad last time. We kind of we hit the bar on a couple, but I thought I thought we were decent. What we're going to be doing is title winners, relegated, first manager sacked, surprise package, top goal scorer, and player of the year. Incidentally, if you listen to this, well, whatever you listen to this, we always like to give you a shout out. If you're walking your dogs, if you're on a train going somewhere, if you're just in the car going somewhere, thank you for your company. I really appreciate all the support that you give all the Blood Red podcasts. And if you're Paul Wheelock, you're probably sitting by a pool now, having a pina colada. Absolutely. With your feet up. Chilling. Deservedly he's chilling. put his towel down at half five, beat the Germans. <laughs> and he's, yeah, deserved a well-deserved holiday. Paul, if you are listening, mate, uh, you deserve it, pal. Have a lovely time with the family and we'll see you when you get back. Okay, Norwich coming up. Let's just talk about, because we've started about transfers and, and the bonkers business that's going on, or may not be. Obviously, none of it going on at Liverpool uh, up to this point, really. You know, apart from buying that young 16-year-old kid and, and a little bits and bobs, Harry Wilson going to going out to Bournemouth um, maybe a lot of fans thinking after the, the goal he scored against Leon that he might have had a, a bit of a chance uh, but it's, it hasn't gone that way uh, Connor he's off he's off his pop yeah it's interesting obviously he's gone on a season long loan to Bournemouth and Liverpool did want to sell him they were looking for 25 million but nobody really met that valuation and Klopp sort of now saying that he sees his long term future at Anfield which you know I think the Bournemouth deal probably should have happened 12 months ago I think we should have seen what Harry Wilson could have done in the Premier League I think Derby County was maybe slightly to a lower thing in the Championship for him but anyway we'll see how he gets on this season um, I think what interests me about Wilson going out alone is actually it looks like Kent could be going Ryan Kent could be going on his way to Leeds as well um, Is he valued him at 10 million? Yeah, that's what they're hoping for. But Leeds might be coming in with about seven. So there's some deal to be worked out there, but it looks like he could be on his way. I think with those two, particularly with Wilson, he was kind of in the conversation to say why Liverpool weren't buying any players this year, that he might have been a good backup. And it's interesting to see them let him go. Not really much fanfare of anybody coming in or anything like that. But, you know, we've got Shakiri, which Klopp has come out and said he, he's going to be one of the ones that he's hoping on for this season. You know, we've got a few players in that midfield, which we've discussed before, but... Yeah, um, it is an over, it is an overpacked, an overstocked, if you like, midfield. But you've got to feel for Harry Wilson, uh, Kiever. Uh, he's been sort of banging on the door for a while now, and he, he must feel a little bit dejected at the idea that he's he's been sent sort of packing again. Yeah, most definitely. But I think on the other side of that, he couldn't have gone to a better club. You know, it's a Premier League team, and Eddie Howe obviously likes his younger players and bringing them through. 
And um, I think, you know, he will kick on there. That's what you hope. He must see but something, mustn't he, for him, for him to... David Brooks is injured, who was their little playmaker yeah. last year. He looks like he'll be out for three months, which is exactly where Wilson plays, and that sort of a centre-attacking midfield role. So that will obviously help him. But he's 22, isn't he? And you think, I don't know, does a 23-year-old... Is Klopp wanting that little bit more development, mm. the experience? I think, that's I think he's going to get Klopp, a lot of minutes there. Obviously, he's like, that player's injured. So he's going to be, he's going to be playing, but whether it's, you know enough for him to then come back to Anfield and demand that like you know a place it, because he's not going to demand a starting place is he so it's then- funny with Klopp though isn't it because he does have these players that he doesn't quite let go of I me mean, Gruwich is the prime example he's that guy's been everywhere and yet he still maintains that he's got a future at Liverpool I think that's the key word you just said he likes the development doesn't he he likes a bit of age I think a bit of a bit of a bit of wisdom and a bit of development from the players and I think he feels then that he can maybe it's to do with I don't know but maybe it's to do with how they respond to his instructions in training. He's very, 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 very much on training, isn't he, as a manager club? Yeah. If you train well, you're in the side. If you don't, he can turn, leave you to one side. So it might just be that he, he feels that he needs to go and learn the craft a little bit more and then come back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Wilson getting Premier League minutes would be absolutely invaluable to him. And when Klopp sees Bournemouth come up against, you know, the likes of even Chelsea or whoever it might be, you'll get a real insight into how Wilson plays. And if he, you know, because he will know looking at him, it doesn't really matter who's playing around him. He'll still be able to tell how he's getting on against these players. And it's funny you mentioned Gurich there because Gurich is playing in the Bundesliga. He played for her for Berlin last year. Um, it really impressed over there, actually impressed their bosses and their sports directors came out all season saying how good Gurich was. And yeah, he's gone to another Bundesliga side this year as well. And it's kind of a similar ilk to Bournemouth. They're a bit of a lower league, mm. a lower top division side. And, you know, that's invaluable minutes playing against some of the big boys of European football. So yeah, it is an experience. It is a good experience. And it is, I say, it is that key thing about him just not quite letting go of people, just thinking, yeah, you, we, I want you, but you're just not quite the polished. The polish I think the fans feel that as well with Wilson. There's that sort of hold on him. Like, you don't want to let him go because what he's shown last season, you know, the, the set pieces and the, the long-range goals. And... You, you sort of, as a fan, you think, you know, could he be that Coutinho sort of hold that we've got in the squad right now? But obviously, he's not going to be this season, is he? So you'll have to see the likes of Shakiri and Oxley chamberlain obviously, in that midfield area, stepping up. I mean, obviously, Klopp's had the, had the chat with him, but he, he, I don't know whether there's a part of him must feel, is there something missing in my game that I'm not, I'm not getting you know, the, the Phil Foden, I'm not getting the backing of the manager, I'm not getting that feeling. And then he looks at Ben Woodburn, who's off to Oxford. Yeah. And, and, and you know, he had his chances, he had a couple of starts and then it just didn't quite work out for him. Let's get on to, um, good luck to him anyway, good luck to Harry Wilson and, and, and also as well to Ben Woodburn as well. Um, let's get on to what, what I, can, I think a lot of the fans are talking about all over the country, all over the world, Liverpool fans, is the inactivity in the transfer market, and do we think um, do we think there's any need for the panic? Do we think uh, we should be? I mean, uh, Ray Houghton's been the latest uh, ex-Reds come out pundit saying Liverpool should be strengthened. He doesn't understand um, why they haven't been strengthened in certain areas. What, in your opinion, Kiva? Do you think it's what he's doing at the moment is the right thing, or do you think there should have been? There's an argument that he should have been strengthened in some places. Yeah, well, I think if you look at Tottenham last season, they didn't sign anyone, did they, last summer? And there was a lot made of that, you know, pundits everywhere popping up saying this is, like, terrible, what are Tottenham doing? They need to sign players. And there was this sort of frustration from their fans. And I think Liverpool fans are facing that same, you know, we just want to see someone lean at Melwood, don't we? You know, that kind of bring someone in for them, you know, places like the left-back. Obviously, Adrian's come in, which I think boosted people because Mignolet went and then less than... 12, 24 hours later, we had someone in. So, you know, the club and That's are, a position that you do have to immediately fill, though, Yeah, yeah. The club are, though, willing to just, you know, 
box them off when need be. And I don't think Klopp, obviously letting Wilson go, he doesn't see, you know, the the holes in the squad. Maybe he might be looking to January and to the next summer, which he sort of hinted at, alluded that maybe, you know, he's going to be spending big next year like he did last summer. So I, I think, you know, it is from a, a fan perspective quite frustrating, but... You know, Liverpool are going to go and challenge for the Premier League title, whether they bring in 10 new players, if they would have brought in 10 new players or not. I think they've got the squad there. It's just obviously there's a, a few little holes in it. Can it? I don't think there's any need to panic. I think what Klopp has shown us that he knows exactly what he's doing, we should have full trust in the manager because, you know, when Robertson wasn't playing, when he signed, he's coming and he's now a world class left back. And I think. You've got to look at it in a different perspective because I think the money has been spent not on players, but it's been spent on keeping the players we have, yeah. on giving new long-term deals to like Gomez, to Salah, to Firmino, to Mane, to Robson. They've all signed new contracts. They've all been given more money. Yeah. They're all staying at Liverpool. And that, for Liverpool fans with short memories, you might not remember that, but plenty of Liverpool fans in very like recent years will remember the big players have left and left and left. And it's just the most frustrating thing ever. And I think even worse than a new player coming in is your best players leaving. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm just pleased we've kept hold of everybody. Um, and I think it's just a really good way of going into the future. That's not to say that I don't think we are slightly short just in terms of a little bit of cover and it's a little bit of a gamble that Salah, Firmino and Mane are all going to stay fit for the whole season. And of course, that's a worry, but we've got to look to January and think that maybe if that happens, they might look at another option. But right now, I think judging what they showed against City as well and to come out in the second half and play the way they did and Salah looking incredibly sharp and everything like that, I think we're going to do all right. Yeah, I think we do. I think just to, to, to echo what both of you have said, really... Um, I think we should we should look at it in a different perspective, like you said, and look at the fact that if Salah, Firmino, Mane, Virgil van Dijk, Alisson, if any one of them in the next week put in a transfer request, they would be pandemonium at Anfield. They would be fans screaming, pulling their nails. So let's rejoice in the fact that they ain't going to do that because like you've just said, rightly so, they've been tied down to very good lucrative contracts. They're happy where they are. Also as well, let's not, rem- let's not forget, four of the six Ballon d'Or <laughs> a Liverpool fan, a Liverpool team, team, uh, team members. It's an extraordinary side we're building. After we won the Champions League, it was let's see what this team can kick on and achieve. Well, we can't see what this t- team can kick on and achieve if we start putting other people in the mix. Let's see what this team. Let's do that. Let's have the faith in them to do that. You're right. We could be a bit light. We are putting a lot of faith in the idea that uh, those front three are going to remain are going to remain fit for the season. I do also have this impending feeling that a lot of teams are going to going to be out there. I mean, there's a few nasty challenges flying in from City first half. I know we have a bit of blood with them, but it is a bit of a worry because we are there to be chopped down now with the European champions. And, and, and we're it, a big scalp. We're a big scalp. And we've seen it in some of the pre-season games, which were more than tasty. So we have to have faith in Klopp, but let's look at the fact that the one thing I did once, and I think what, what, what other, other football clubs in the past have done, is they've upset the apple cart without, any, without really needing to. If you're Lukaku sitting opposite... Uh, um, uh, Sanchez, who was on 500 grand a week yeah. and was on 250 grand more than you, or whatever, it's going to upset it. Delict, we nearly both, and he, 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 was, he wanted more money. He wanted to be the highest paid yeah, member went, of the squad. Yeah, by a long way, like 250 grand a week, getting paid more than Van Dyke, 70 grand more than Van Dyke, and stuff like that. It was partly because of his owners and stuff. His wage demands were just crazy, Delict, yeah. in the summer. And obviously, that's, you know, Liverpool works so hard on bringing in the right personnel, the atmosphere, the environment around Liverpool. You can see it when Manny's coming back, he's hugging everyone there. Everyone's buzzing to see everyone. And Manny's shouting to Robertson. 
if you've seen any of that clip, it's yes. great. Matt Robinson's in the pool and he's shouting, you were rubbish without me the other so day. So nice though, We've isn't got he? That, can just, that team spirit is just yeah. so good. And you've got to remember, loads of these boys are 25, 26. They are coming into peak age. First football season together last season. Second year, going to be a bit more used to playing with each other. I, I, it'll be exciting, especially that starting 11 is going to be so good. They're a team, not a squad. Yeah, you know, very There's a togetherness there. And if Liverpool would have brought in, you know, them extra players or the ones that are well, on the wages. Well, you've got to start again, haven't you? With but them? then even that, you know, if they would have brought in a, a forward player, then Salah, Mane, even the goals they scored last year, top scorer in the Premier League on 22 goals apiece. And they'd be looking over the shoulder a little bit. And I don't like that kind of... I think that's a, a negative, you know, can drive a player, of course. But I... I, I think that would unsettle a player as I well. I agree with you entirely on that. I think Mane and Salah are the kind of players who don't respond well to people picking at their heels. I think they respond better to knowing that they're the big dogs. And I think I, I think it might have been an adverse thing to have someone going anywhere. I mean, in Origi, we've got the the perfect person. Nobody wanted him to go. He perfect. stayed. We've got that. And and in I think some of the bit part players we've got, no, bit parts uh, is disrespectful. I don't mean, I mean, I mean fringe players in, in a way. Shakiri can come in. They know what they they know what they want to do. They know they'll get their chance. Oxlade Chamberlain. I think we've got I think we've got enough there. I really do think we've got enough there. I think we have to trust Klopp. He's never swayed by public opinion. We know that about him. He knows what he wants. He knows when he wants to get it. He did that by waiting for Virgil van Dijk. So I think we should just... Unfortunately now, we are the victims of a, of a buying culture, aren't we, in football? I mean, the Chelsea's... It's and like Manchester's a trophy, isn't it? Signing a new player in pre-season. It's like, a, it's like a, the first trophy of the season. It is. Season. Look at we've us. got a big we've trophy there. We've won the transfer window. It is, yeah. We've got a smashing say. big trophy there. We've got six of them. And then that's the thing. I think, I think, I think it's developed this culture now where it's a panic if we don't get... Like you say, we've made a lot of money... Uh, uh, during that cup run anyway and the legal last year so over the quarter of a billion pounds there's money floating about if it gets to the point where we need it then I think it is a gamble but let's hope let's hope the gamble pays off and uh, just have faith have faith in Klopp have faith in the club and um You've got to think as well, this is probably one of the worst transfer markets ever to try and buy a player in. The young player demands are so high. You've yeah. got kids like Yao Felix going to Flesco Madrid for £115 million. He's not even 20. Yeah, like, what is going on? Because... Any player that any Premier League team has signed wouldn't get into Liverpool starting eleven. So yeah. who are you signing? That's it. I mean, there was, there was you know there was a kickback in the papers where um, um, Pepe had said, "I don't want to go to Liverpool. I want to go to Arsenal." Well, he's rejected Liverpool because he won't get a game. Yeah, that's exactly. why he wants to play football. He wants to play football. Every footballer should, unless you Gareth Bale, you don't want to drop your wages. Well. <laughs> but you know, we just have to have faith in the fact that he's, he wants to work. I think Klopp likes to work with a tight squad. He likes to work with a squad where he knows everyone knows their place. Everyone knows what they're going to do, um, and and you bring. People people into that mix it's almost like he feels like he has to start again and I don't think he's prepared to do that we have to have faith in his abilities to to, to manage the team that he ain't doing too bad so far is he um and with that in mind we just push on and and, and um which let's talk about the city game let's talk about the, the community shield a game or two after if ever there was one um first off city started at the blocks come at us pressed high um we were doing more we were more reactive than proactive, I think, when we were just sort of trying to get a ball clear. Thank God for the second half. I mean, let's talk about the first half, first of all. A few tasty challenges coming in. Um, and it was a little bit of worry again defensively because we've been doing a pre-season, balls over the top. I know Trent's suffered quite a bit with uh, with Sterling, didn't he? With that long kick from Bravo, was going straight to Sterling all the time. It was a bit of a worrying sign. Conceded sign-in. first, conceded first in the last five games of preseason. Conceded first against City. A little bit of a worry. Just looked a bit all over the place in defence. The lines weren't quite right. There was gaps they could exploit. And as you say, that long ball over the top of Trent Alexander Arnold was on almost every single time. And they did look to exploit it. Um, Liverpool obviously play really high and, and press quite high, but I don't know it just seemed like it was a little bit disparate and. 
you know, the defence were caught just napping really for the goal and it just seemed like they weren't quite switched on enough. But, you know, you've got to think that City are one of the best sides in the world and they've got the ability to expose that gap over Alexander-Arnold's head. But the pace of here and the pace of Gomez did get Liverpool out of a hole a couple of times, but there's not many teams that are going to be able to do that, to be honest, anyway, which is the other side of that coin. But yeah, it's definitely something to look at. It's, I mean, the movement, City's movements as well, Kiva. You have to you have to admire the work rate they put in because not only of the brilliant movement, but when they, when they lose possession, they're all behind it. They're all behind that ball trying to get it back again. They were just so zippy, wasn't they? And it sort of, you had a bit of a flashback of like Liverpool's defensive woes a few seasons mm. ago <clears> before <throat> all these great players come in and sorted it out. And um, <clears throat> it was just one of them games that reminded me a bit of the the game at the Etihad, you know, when Mane got sent off for the, the yeah. boost yeah, on the, the Edison game. and did that finish like 5-1 or 5-0 yeah. or something five like that. 5-0, wasn't yeah. it? 5-0, yeah. yeah. And um, it just had a little sort of, you know, where you just decline thinking, yeah, go on, just let them run right now because it just felt like that kind of game. But, you know, Liverpool showed what they were about, I think, and they obviously come out in that second half and Klopp would obviously give them a few choice words in the dressing room and then they come out and just looked the absolute business and I think restored our faith in, you know, a Premier League title challenge this season because, you know, a lot of people, I know it's easy to to overreact, but a lot of people had wrote us off already after 45 minutes. Mm. Uh, Glenn Hoddle certainly was doing some some interesting BT Sport commentary and I was just stressed out listening, thinking... Well, the man who gave Kevin De Bruyne the man of the match. No, ridiculous. I, I, I think just De Bruyne said afterwards, you know, he, he doesn't understand why he didn't get it when he I got it. Yeah, I don't understand. It was, I mean... Uh, I don't know how much of it. I mean, the, the midfield lineup of Liverpool was strange. It's almost like Klopp is is, is experimenting from time to time with that. Uh, Fabinho, um, Henderson, and uh, Wijnaldum didn't seem to work, did it? They were they were overrunning midfield, which then put more pressure on on the defence. Um, that's obviously not the starting lineup he's going to go for, I don't think, because it seemed to go better when Cater came on a little bit later on. He seemed to have a bit more legs in him. Yeah, uh, but it was worrying. But also, what I thought was worrying was City went off. City ran out of gas a little bit and as the season goes on they ain't going to run out of gas um, they're going to get fitter and fitter and that's that's the, the concern with them yeah I think positively though you've got to think I don't think City were actually that that impressive as we know City can be in that first half either I thought Liverpool were just worse and in a half where I didn't think either team particularly impressed Liverpool came out in that second 45 minutes and looked absolutely sublime. And I think that just showed to me that maybe Klopp has just got the making of Guardiola a little bit. In terms of how many times Liverpool and Klopp, Liverpool played Guardiola, they've won two, they've lost two. Um, But that that means that Liverpool are Guardiola's joint worst team with Chelsea and Real Madrid. So, you know, this... It's quite a, an accolade and obviously got a draw there. So it's not like he can beat Liverpool. And I, I thought that the, the substitutions Klopp made made at the right time and he, he made some sort of, um, what would you call it, distributional changes. The, the position of the players kind of yeah. moved around a little bit in the second half and it just sort of closed those gaps up and Liverpool obviously looked like a totally different side. And it was just interesting to see that Guardiola did then make three subs himself, but it just didn't really seem to change City. So I quite enjoyed that. And he was factor. getting so wound up. It was great to see. I, I always love to see, see Guardiola. Get him, by the way. Hey? Do you see his trousers and his t-shirt? Honestly, like, his outfit was just yeah, yeah he was in some a madness. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a straight. He, he just he seemed from the way go like he was just, riled. I think yeah. Liverpool he do booked, really. Didn't he? he got booked, yeah. and Henderson had to come over and have a word with him because he was doing yeah. something about. Uh, really, have a Liverpool do have, have an effect on him? I think. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. And I feel like if we can just crack him this season, I feel yeah. like uh, yeah. you know that first season when he was in the and he cracked a little bit, didn't he? And City were just off the boil completely, and then I think they sort of got going obviously then to win back-to-back titles but 
if we can just get in, because you feel like we have a little bit and it feels like maybe that kind of Rafa and Ferguson sort of thing can happen. And yeah. hopefully it's... I think they've made us. a massive mistake not um, not replacing Vincent Company. Oh, huge. A massive mistake. Huge. They've got this Rodri guy. I mean, he looked good. He's good. He's good. He, he reta- big. He's big. He retains possession. He does simple balls. He does the simple thing very, very well. He ain't Vincent Company. And that man was, that man was massive at that club. And he was... When he wanted to kick on towards the end of the season, which he did last year with that thunderbolt. Oh, look, yeah, look at that goal he scored. And the like- goal he scored against Leicester was incredible. But before that, it's just his presence. I mean, exactly. he, you know, he was a long-term sick note anyway, but even when he came back, he was always th- thrown. I'm very, very surprised that Guardiola hasn't wanted to... Yeah, well, to- they wanted Maguire, didn't they? Um, yeah. Guardiola said in his press conference after, so it's obviously absolute chat, but they basically said they couldn't afford Maguire um, and well done to Man United. I think it was Guardiola's way of saying they didn't want to pay 80 million plus for Maguire. But to not fill that hole is going to be massive because what a leader in the dressing room, what an influential character. Somebody's been in the club for like a decade. Like, I mean, you know, you're talking serious. about someone like Ramos to come in, aren't you? You're talking about someone who not only... You need a big... You need a big presence. Yeah. You need a, And I think you need an elder statesman kind of player. Maybe even a Koulibaly, but I don't even know. Someone who... A Pule, you know, someone who 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 will take the place of of a Vincent Company and step up with somebody. And you look to someone, you yeah, like, because absolutely. I'm I'm not sure City would have won the league and then last few games if Company wasn't I don't, there. I, I absolutely them to I absolutely. I mean, apart because from the they, goal they, they won scored, a few one 0 the one 0 against Tottenham. There was a couple of other like just you know near misses, and I thought if he went there and obviously that goal, which pretty much sealed it for them, it felt like he was he was the one sort of sometimes. It's not even his performance on the pitch. It is no, that mentality it's that, it's that. which like seeps out like Van Dijk. It's the, the winning me- mentality. Yeah, he's exactly. done it before. He's the leader on the pitch. He's the leader in the dressing room. He's gone. And it doesn't and we matter don't have... if you're 36 and you're that yeah. because you've still, you know, you are that. Absolutely that. That's what I'm saying. And there are a few players in the world, but if I was Guardiola, I'd have looked at the likes of the Ramoses, and who has who has a little bit of, you know, he has history with Liverpool. Yeah. And he's got a bit of bite about him. Was mutant about leaving Real Madrid. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd have been the kind of person you'd have brought in, would have wound up anyone, but he'd have been somebody who walks in the dressing room and goes, well, look what I've got. Yeah. Look what I've won. Exactly. So listen to me. They don't have that. And I think it's a, it's, it's a very interesting, uh, um, it's a very big mistake I think he's made. So uh, long may that continue. Things, as I say, things things um, approve, uh, improved uh, dramatically in the second half. Salah, again, you know, you want him to, he's got to start taking those chances though, hasn't he? The finishing will come. Yeah, of course, I he looks sharp. He looks me. so, so sharp. He absolutely tore Sinchenko to pieces yeah. down that right-hand side. And that, some of the, some I'm not, of bringing the ball down and, and I'm not change. sure he's playing left back for Norwich uh, on Friday but all the best because I thought Salah looked fitter stronger faster and that's not even me saying it the Liverpool fan I thought he looked ridiculous he looked incredible didn't he yeah and I know obviously missed a couple of chances hit the, hit the post twice had a few saves had one cleared off the line by Walker I mean any other day if it's not Man City if it's not some he's of the best five he's, 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 he's going to score some goals away, this year well, he's got to just lose that hoodoo, though, certainly against City, because he's there's a couple of times now against City that he's been in a couple of times and missed. And you have to the one thing you know about City is you've got to take the chances when you get them, because the chances are that they're going to get them against you as well. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. What we'll do now is we'll look at our predictions. So we did <laughs> this, we did this uh, last season at the start of the season. Myself, Dan Kay, and uh, Joe Rimmer. Um, wrote down some ideas, our predictions of where we think the season is going to go. We'll pack them all away. We'll lock them. We'll put them in a time tube. We'll bury them under Stanley Park. We won't, obviously. I'll just take them home and, and um, lose them. Um, <laughs> but we'll 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 do what we did last time and listen to the podcast and get them. Around. Right. First of all, title winners. I'm going to ask you first, Connor, who you think uh, is going to be first and who you think is going to be runner up. I'm going to go for Liverpool. 
I went for Liverpool last year. I was the only one on the sports desk to do so. I just think City's attention is going to be on the Champions League this year. That is the one they really want. The one Liverpool really want is the Premier League. I think they're the only two teams that are actually going to be challenging for the title this year because I think they're streaked ahead of everybody else. And I think that Community Shield proved it. And it's going to be a two-horse race. And I think Liverpool just have enough. And, and um, may that come true, please. Yes, and second... <laughs> City. City, so yeah. yeah, City also. Liverpool City for Connor, so Liverpool. Do you have spelt your name? Yeah, don't worry about it. And I just I just lost all faith and ability. Just a scribble. I spelt her name C A O U X V H. Alright, so Connor's gone for LFC number one and City number two. Kiva. It's gotta be Liverpool, hasn't it? Thirty years of a, a painful and horrible drought. And you know, I haven't even lived that long myself to see Liverpool have ever won a a league title, so to see that. I have. It was all field. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got to go with Liverpool, haven't you? I think just, I think what will drive them is not only that Champions League success, but losing it in such a painful way that was covered up by the, the win in the Champions League. But that one point, that just put a post that had on your wall and wake up to that every day. It's gonna, it's gonna drive you on, isn't it? To go and 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 the thirty year drought, end yeah. the pain, uh, and City second. Yeah, I think so. I honestly think even without being a fan from a fan perspective, I think Liverpool take it. I genuinely do. I just think City's attention is going to be elsewhere this year. And I think Liverpool's attention is going to be solely focused on this, bringing this title to Anfield that has just been eluding it for such a long time now. Yeah, well, I'm, it's a full house because I'm going exactly the same way. Happy days. Uh, surprise me there. No, there was no, yeah, surprise <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just, I mean, you know, I don't... I'd, if we finish 15th in the league last year, I'd probably said Liverpool to win the league. I just, <laughs> the optimism begins with us. The optimism, the faith, the hope begins with the fans and it goes onto the pitch. And if we don't believe that and they feel we don't believe that, then they're not going to believe that. Some little things I saw as well, that Andy, Andy Robinson, as a little, I carry on from what he did with Messi, the rubbing of the head. He did it a few times against City yeah. players on Sunday. He was just giving them a little bit pushing them and I feel there's, a, there's an anger in us just a bit of needle in there's there a now, bit of needle and yeah. there's a bit of anger and they hate us by just pipping it and I feel like we're going to take that into there not in a way that's going to be irresponsible but in a way that's going to drive Liverpool forward we've got the talent we've got the skill and now I think we've got we've got that desire more than ever because we very very really very nearly did it and I think this time around I think we're going to have that little bit of kick we're going to have that little bit of you know, knocking them out the way, and uh, I just believe that we believe a little bit more. So it's LFC, uh, Liverpool winning the league this year, and City second, right across the board, relegated from top to bottom, relegated. Don't forget three new clubs have come in. We've got Sheffield United, we've got Norwich, and we've got Aston Villa. Aston Villa have bought massively, but Fulham will let you know very, very quickly that buying over Doesn't hundred million pounds with the players does not always win yeah, the day. Um, relegated. Um, my three are Sheffield United, Brighton and Newcastle. Um, Sheffield United, their new boys came up. I don't think they're going to have enough. I don't think they've bought well enough. I don't think, you know, they haven't really bought very many players at all, actually. Um, Brighton, you know, had an absolute disastrous turn of form. So I and lose his job last year. Um, if they don't start well, I think they're going to be in big, big trouble. And another club in big trouble already is, is Newcastle. Obviously, Rafa's gone and he did wonders with them to produce some of the results he did last season. The fans are completely in discontent. Steve Bruce is the manager and he's going to have to use a lot of that experience to try and get them. But I think Newcastle is going to finish bottom of the Premier League this year. And that's, you know, sad to say because they're a big club, but I just think they're in trouble. Yeah, I think that man is just grinding them into the dirt, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And as soon as he just wakes up and 
decides whatever profits he's going to get and gets out of there, the yeah, better for all I the agree. club. Uh, so you've gone Sheffield, Sheffield United, um, Newcastle and Brighton. Indeed. Give it. I'm going to go with Sheffield United. And I do always feel bad picking the ones that have just come up, but I just feel like they haven't probably done enough in the market to sort of secure their, their place next season. Um, I think... Possibly, I've just got a feeling about Norwich, which I can't explain. Obviously, we'll we'll see what they're like at Anfield, but obviously, you'd think they come up as champions, didn't they? And it's a bit disrespectful to say that they'll go right back down, but I've just got that little niggling feeling that they might just yeah. collapse. It's a tough, it's a tough it step, is, isn't it? But they might again just go on, kick on now, and just have that like long run which they had in the. Premier I think league. the difference is it's very hard to get out of that league, the Championship, right? And, and you have to scrap to yeah. win it, but but there's a distance then. There's a gap you have to fill between scrap and style. You have to be stylish. You have to be clever, and you have to have a bit ability. Of You've got to have yeah. a bit of something. And stand scrappy only gets you so far. I think we've seen it with the Burnleys of the world as well. I mean, they scrap and scrap, but every now and again, and, and it's the personnel changes. I think, and 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 how they're going to do that. They haven't. I don't think they've changed too much personnel wise. Have they, Norwich? No, they scored a lot of goals in the championship last year, which obviously I think that might help them a little bit. But get them out of some. Yeah, mm. but we'll see. And then I think Newcastle stay up by the skin of the teeth. I've just got this feeling and I've got an affinity for Newcastle, a similar sort of city to Liverpool and you just got that working class sort of culture and vibe. And it just after them getting relegated and coming up and obviously they had Rafa and now he's not there. And I just, I do feel like they will struggle. Mm. Um, but I've just got a feeling, it's more of a hope than anything that they stay up. And I think like Connor said, maybe Brighton because they just seemed like, how did they... Have they done it? You know, they've been in the, the Premier League. It's been a couple of seasons or more now, hasn't it? And I just feel like it could be curtains for them. With They just seem like they needed Glenn Murray to pull them out of everything last season. And yeah. I just feel like... He lost the way, didn't he? Yeah. They, were, they were doing OK and then they just lost the way. Oh, they capitulated they, totally, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They need to start so well. Yeah. They, it, that's the thing with the Premier League season. It's You've got to end well, but you don't want to put yourself in that position if you're in a relegation battle. There's start. so many elements to it. The pace and the time. The, that season when Watford, I think, started really well and then they just fell away. Yeah. You've got to have that start just to go, well, we're yeah. not going to go down, are we? I think you, them clubs, is it, what, 27, 30 points? Yeah. You've just got to get wins the, on the board the and just, on, just run as fast as you can. Like Bournemouth, when they come up the first time, I think they were they they've took everyone by surprise. Think but of the job they've done to stay I think up. That's they play the initial, decent football as well. They play really, really yeah. nice football as well. So you can't that, that, from the back. That driving thing from a relegation battle can put you into, obviously, look at Leicester. They were in a relegation mm. fight the next year. They won the Premier League. And don't it, forget as well, like a team like Bournemouth, mid-table in the Premier League is serious cash. It yeah, is serious especially cash. when yeah. you've it's got a stadium that fits 12,000 people. Exactly, it's a small Stadium, yeah, it's, it's a, tiny. Tramune have got a bigger stadium than them, yeah, and they're in the Premier League, which incredible. is just it, it really is remarkable. It really is incredible. So you're going for Sheffield United, Norwich, and Brighton. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I am going for Sheffield United for all the reasons you've said. I think um, I just don't feel like they've, they'll have they'll have made the step up. I think they'll struggle. They'll scrap. They'll get a few results, but I just feel like they're going to uh, they're going to struggle. Just a lack of class, I think, yeah. a little bit. And a lack of investment as well. Uh, I'm also going for... Interesting, none of us have gone for Villa, so maybe that could be the surprise package. Um, I've gone for Norwich, uh, like you, Kiva. Again, uh, I just don't think they're going to adapt. Um, scored a lot of goals, you're right. I just feel like um, it's, it's, it's a step too far. But I could be wrong, I don't know. My third club is Newcastle. Um, Sad day. Yeah, I used to have an affinity with Newcastle until they just ripped the 
ripped us to pieces on uh, uh, when City won the league last time. Uh, not the time we've just gone, but the time before that when we were very, very close and City won them. And I was at Anfield and the Newcastle fans just absolutely slaughtered us and were laughing their heads off. And I just thought, you know what? Can't stand, you know. I'm absolutely dumb at Newcastle. Yeah, to be United. fair, on Boxing Day they did sing Sign On, which isn't never is a good thing. Yeah, you have been, to sort of cross them off the list. But I think I overlook that. Yeah. 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 I just think, I just I just don't like that. I mean, I think I think if if I'm a, if I'm in a Liverpool, if I'm in a, a Liverpool fan going away to a club who are very, very nearly dismantle the stranglehold of a premiership I'm not going to start ripping them into them I'm going to I'm going to think whoever that team was well done for getting there and they just were just tearing I mean Wolves did the same thing probably yeah, Wolves Wolves as well. anyway um, I'm going for Newcastle there as well just because I think uh, that owner's just going to destroy he seems hell bent yeah. on, on, on turning over his little profits and, uh, and, and, and not giving I'm not sure if they go down this time that they'll come back up no I definitely think yeah, I, I definitely think that. in fact I had yeah. that conversation be in trouble. yesterday with someone exactly to that effect if they go down they are going to be in big trouble last time they went down with Rafa so you're on a sinking ship but he quickly got it moving yeah, you know, yeah. he did all the things you need to do I mean look what he's done now he's gone to China he's took London with him straight away yeah I mean, and Perez has gone as well hasn't yeah, he he's gone to yeah, Leicester yeah. Like you know, they're going to start the vultures are going to start picking away at the bones could and be I think. similar to Sunday I think. The only thing they've got going for them, but then Sunderland have as well, is, a ma- is they've got a billion stadium and a massive following, and that'll always, that'll always maybe, yeah. it, it might pique someone's interest with wanting to buy the club, but I just think that he needs to get out. He's done enough damage. But I feel, so the, let's have a recap on our Connors relegated teams where Sheffield United, Brighton, Newcastle, uh, mine, Sheffield United, Norwich, Newcastle, and Kivas, Sheffield United, Norwich, and Brighton. So two of the three really going down on all three cards. And uh, let us know yours as well if you want to, of course, via Twitter or any other social f- platforms you want to. Let us know who you think. First manager sacked now. This is tough. It is tough. It's really tough. Um, I think in the vein of Newcastle having a disastrous season, I don't know how much patience Ashley will have with Steve Bruce. Um, but then to buy a manager out of a contract and sack him is quite expensive. So it's it's really tough. And I don't see any of the newly promoted sides, you know, like the likes of Daniel Fark at Norris, I don't think they're going to sack him if they do, don't do very well. So so it's a really, really tough call. Um, but I, I'm just going to have to say, Bruce, to be honest, I think the, the ownership is just going to get, you know, I just don't think it's going to be good enough to do what Rafa did. And I think they're going to get frustrated with that. Is it um, Chris Wilder? Is that... Sheffield United. United yeah. You feel like it'd be someone like him if they don't have a good start and, you know, just maybe December time and it's sort of not looking good and they want to quickly bring someone in to yeah. see if they can turn yeah, it around. that's often the case, isn't it? But then, hard them types of it. clubs like to go, well, if we're sinking, we might as well just keep him because he, he grows us up and, you know, he can yeah. try and fight again. So I don't know whether it will be a shock, like, you know, one of the top eight teams. You don't know how, how seasons start. You know, like someone like... Wolves as manager, Nuno Spirito, obviously they're, they've got the Europa League and, you know, you don't know how things go. I think they're very much, you know, at one with him and the signings he's brought in, he's been phenomenal. Um, but just someone like who'd shock you, I think, more so. Or then, like, maybe like Sean Dyche, someone like that. You know, just, I don't think, sometimes you're looking at the teams that are in the relegation zone, but some... He was he was close. You know, he was so close last maybe, season. maybe he might Dyche, there was, there was, hit and the buzzer. see it in him as well. Or yeah. Pep Guardiola, that could be, that could be, that nice. Could be nice, couldn't it? sent off for the 19th time in 20 yeah, games. Really yeah, really So what do you think then? I'll, I'll, I'll probably just go with... Chris Wilder just because I think it's the safe option because I don't think Sheffield United are going to do very well and I feel like they might just want to get someone in that's I tell you you might be an interesting one he's Hodgson at Palace 
Mm-hmm. They've got quite a talented squad. If they if they don't sell Zaha, they're going to got Milivojevic there, who's a serious player. Zaha, they don't do as well as they possibly should. Um, some pretty big players, some big interest in some of those players, some big money offers coming from some of those players. I mean, if they're rating Zaha, I mean, as we talked about at the start of this pod, at 100 million quid-ish, you know, that's, that's a big, big player and they'd be expecting to do pretty well this season. So he could be another one that's in trouble early doors if they don't do Definitely. as well as they maybe should. Yeah, it depends on, I guess it depends on, I think with Palace, it depends on the ambition of Palace, doesn't it? And Certainly. you wonder whether ambition into the top four or top six is something that's on Palace's agenda or whether or not mm-hmm. f- they feel that they, they can peace and happy days. In which case, Hodgson's your man, isn't he? Because yeah. he'll just sort it of... It is bizarre <laughs> yeah, because they've, they've got this talented <laughs> squad, but then they've got yeah. this sort of relegation battle hardened yeah. manager and it doesn't quite match up. I feel like they need... That squad could do with someone like an Eddie Howe or, you know, someone younger yeah. with ideas and... That kind of but thing. But those ideas but have to match. You the just want to stay in the Premier yeah. League, so it's like the thirst to stay or the thirst for more, and it's just this difficult. Sort it of is a difficult one. That I mean, Hodgson, I think, I think probably did a good job for them last season, kept them going, and, and has got a good little. They're hard to. They play some good football and are hard to break down, Palace, and I think that's very much in the Hodgson sort of blueprints, yeah. isn't it? So, okay, so you're going with Chris Wilder. You've gone with Steve Bruce. None of you mentioned Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, interestingly enough, um, who. I think Guaya will probably sort yeah. their defence out a bit, to be fair. Well, it's, it, I think it's going to depend on... I, I haven't picked him. I just want to put him in, in, in the frame. I, I think it depends on how quickly they start winning games. You know, mm. they've invested. They've, uh, they have they look to me like... I mean, Lukaku's just been sent packing, hasn't he? Well, he's not turned up to training. He's, he's not turned up to training. Then when he did, he photographed it and, and got told off for that. Is, is he gone to Antwerp or something? He's like been that? training at Anderlecht. Yeah. Anderlecht, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think there's a bit of turmoil there and I think when you add turmoil in the mix with fan expectation and an inexperienced manager an inexperienced manager who the bubble burst very very rapidly last season Mm -hmm. he went from you know the exalted one to have we made a mistake I think deep down inside the board feel they've made a mistake in getting him and keeping him yeah, I really think that he was an interim manager and nothing else and then he started winning and winning and winning and they were left in a position where they've gone we wanted Pochettino or we wanted someone like that we've now because of the fans screaming we've now got to sign him they bade to the fans and then it all went pear-shaped yeah massively and you've got to think with when he's manager you, you don't really fear going or get United no. come to Anfield do you you know when Mourinho's there when Ferguson was there yeah. you like oh, yeah. every game you're like we're going to have to try and do something so I'll show you that he's not in my frame for being the first manager sacked but he's, they're certainly not a team I'm worried about at the moment they're not but I think he's I think he's on thin ice I think he's on thinner ice than he knows he is because I think that board more than anything else and they've got money for, they've got money they want to turn things around they're watching City and Liverpool stretching ahead of everyone else and I think they're going to be worried if and if Four or five game spin where they ain't getting on. I think he's going to be a lot of trouble. I think he's the type of manager that, like Harry Maguire, signed for Manchester United, where players who signed for Liverpool signed for Jurgen Klopp, and the players who signed for Manchester signed for Pep Guardiola. As much as he signed for Liverpool, they signed him for that manager and that tutelage, John. They were. I, I don't think Harry Maguire's going. Can't wait to work with. Can't yeah. wait to work with Solskjaer. I don't. I think he's can't wait to wear the Man United shirt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I Certainly. think that could be one of the things where they start to build a squad that they want to get. So if they do bring in a. Big, and I think they respect him so much that yeah. I think maybe at the, the first chance they might just go listen, mate. It's not working out. Well, I think honestly, I really do believe that they're gonna they're gonna the first chance they get they're going to be bringing someone big in and going, well, look who we've got here now. We've got Adam McGuire at the back and we've got... And I'm not really sure it's a sign that they've made with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in mind. Having said all that, I'm going with Steve Bruce. <laughs> Just because there's a guy who sort of flip-flops around teams. Um, he hasn't got a very good... Repu- he hasn't got a very good uh, record when it comes to sides. 
getting him out of trouble or getting him anywhere near a league. No, he's, he the fans don't want him. Uh, he's been a Mike Ashley appointment. I mean, he sort of put himself in the frame for the job anyway. Um, and I just feel like he's going to get the pressure as soon as he gets there. He's got Sunderland connections. Um, and I just feel like they're going to be on his back. I think that the only person who's going to want him to stay there is is Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's all going to go pear-shaped very, very quickly. He's the type of manager that could get sacked from Newcastle and be managing Sheffield United, have him manage Sheffield Wednesday. Well, he's done by the end. At Birmingham. He's done, he, he could literally, but this season, yeah. he's that, yeah. he could still yeah. like get sacked and then be back working in the yeah. Premier League. He seems like one of them. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to really, really struggle. Okay, so our three there were... Uh, Steve Bruce, Chris Wilder, and another one for Steve Bruce for me, I'm afraid, because I think he is on a tightrope already. Uh, okay. And don't forget as well, your opinions are greatly received by us as well. Who do you think is going to be the first manager sacked? Surprise package, Connor. Yeah, well, obviously, I didn't even mention Villa in my relegation three. They are going to be my surprise package. I know they spent a lot of money and Fulham are, would be the first to tell you that doesn't work, but I think they've signed some really good players. Um Who's that? Is it that Douglas Louise? He looks a serious player. They had a few players on loan last season. Was it Jota, uh, El Ghazi? I think they look a good side. Yeah. Um, and then I think their best one, who's a really, he's a great goalkeeper, Tom Heaton, 8 million quid from yeah. Burnley, signed yeah. this summer. He'll, he'll do them a really solid job in goal. And I think they will be a bit of a challenge for mid table. Yeah. I think that's why we avoided picking them for relegation. Yeah. They're not even in that shout, are they? Where they've spent over a hundred million. I feel like there's a tradition with Villa as well. They've been here before. It's club, not, aren't they? Yeah, you they're just feel club. like now they're back, they're back to stay because yeah. obviously it took them a couple of seasons to get yeah. back and I feel like that will that will you know, they are a massive club. They've got a old school, lovely yeah. stadium yeah. and you know, great fans and I feel like they're in a good they stand in good stead to be yeah. the wolves maybe of last season and, and push on like Definitely top ten, if not more. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're my team too. Villa. I don't know who else you'd you'd go for as the surprise. No one. C- well, there are they, teams. They've come up, so they're yeah. gonna surprise. Wolves take just you aren't by surprise anymore, are they? Because we know this, they're gonna yeah. be quite good. This is the problem. You, you know, you're gonna. Yeah, I mean, you could even say, dare I say it, but the ones across the park could come up with something because they've been spending. But Moyes there's Keane just no a player. There's just no. There's just. There's just no. Guarantee on who's going to be on who's. I'm going across the board with you. I'm going with Villa as well. I just feel that I know, like we've said before, Fulham spent a fortune, doesn't always work. West Ham spent a lot of money and, and had a very staggered start, Shaky, didn't he? But, yeah. but then started getting it together again. Um, but I just think Villa have sp- are spending the money and I, they they know what it's like to be in the Premiership. And I think I think they will uh, they will pull it out the bag. So we're all going to Villa uh, for the surprise package. Top goal scorer, Connor. This one might upset a few. Liverpool fans listening, I'm going to go Raheem Sterling. Um, I think the brand of City that football play, it looks like Guardiola might play him a bit more in that middle attacking role this year. I think he might be one of the main men for City at the head of the field. They're going to score a lot of goals. We know they score a lot of goals. They break teams down. They wear teams down over 90 minutes and he is quick and he is fit. And I think he'll score a lot of goals this season. Okay. I'm staying at home. Um, Sadio Mane, I just feel like he almost got the golden boot outright on his own and I just feel like this season's his season to... He took on the mantle last season. Obviously, yeah, Salah, Salah slowed down, if you can call how many goals he scored, <laughs> slowing down. But I just feel like Mane's just got something about I think he, him. I think he, start, he, he started scoring, didn't he? And then he had that long sort of... Yeah, so Mane really came to the fore, didn't Mane he? Mane came yeah. to the fore, picked up the pieces, didn't but he? But then, I don't know whether between him and Salah, you know, particularly for Liverpool, just like the way Salah was the other day, like 10 shots, that's... Like, you know, against City, you're not 
having 10 shots against City ever. And I just feel like he could just be that like throwback to, can you call it a throwback two seasons ago? You know, <laughs> that just burst onto the scene. And I feel like because he's got that pedigree now and that experience that he could be, but I feel like Mane will just tip it. Um, but I was looking at Aubameyang before the stats and he's, I think he scored 32 goals in his first 50 appearances for Arsenal or like, you know, the the quickest to that. And like he's above Henri and stuff. So I feel like he'll be firing again. Yeah. I think he, he's, he's, he's gone scorer. under the radar a little bit though with obviously Arsenal not doing well, but he, he's been scoring goals. Yeah. I think he could be in with the shout again. I'm going Salah. Uh, I went Salah last year. Uh, Dan Kay went, went, went Mane. I mean, they drew it, so we were both sort of right. But yeah. I just feel Salah looked very sharp. I think, I think a lot of the pressure of the season before that we've just had, where it was off the back of that blistering season, I think that might have gone a little bit. I know we missed a lot of chances, but he still he had ten, yeah, ten, ten uh, opportunities against City. I think he will uh, run riot against quite a few clubs in this in our league. The reason I don't pick either of those players, and obviously they are massively in the conversation, is I think that Liverpool will share more of the goals yeah, out between yeah, no, the front absolutely. three yeah. than City will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. All right, well, that's all. That's our, what did you predict? That's our predictions. Uh, we're going to keep the, all these together uh, and then we're going to drag it out at the end of uh, the season and see how far uh, or near how far we player came. Player of the year. Oh, player of the year. Sorry, I've missed one out. Yeah, player of the year. Sorry. All right, well, I'll, I'll kick that one off. Player of the year for me. Virgil's going to do it again. Could not agree more. Yeah, Virgil. I just thought player of the year. You can't, you can't not see him. him. City didn't want to take the ball anywhere near him. No, when even so. when Liverpool's defence were in disarray the community shield, they didn't go near him. No. He's... Just and even that moment when, when in the first half when one of the City players went down injured we knocked the ball out and then when uh, Origi went down injured they carried on right down and tried to score yeah. uh, sums up their class doesn't it but even that moment when Sterling got the ball he f- could feel Virgil he just, on his back he could feel it he, he, could, see, he could see him looking around that's why he didn't pass the ball he's a crazy player isn't he he's, he's, just, he's a phenomenal yeah. he could be the Ballon d'Or winner yeah, by, I think by he's yeah. gonna, I think he might he's going to win the Ballon d'Or so I, you know, onwards and upwards with him. I think. I think cometh the hour, cometh the man as well. I think. I think uh, he will. Uh, he will just get better and better and better. All right, that's all of ours. Um, we will recap them as I say. Just very quick predictions for um, Friday night. The league starts again. Cannot wait to feel like my limbs yeah. are ripped off. Oh, I'm so excited. It's so excited. I'm, isn't I'm it? excited for everything, but I'm super excited for this. Super, super, super. <laughs> what is your prediction for Liverpool Norwich? Is it going to be a baptism of fire for Norwich? Are they going to surprise spring a shock? I think Anfield is going to be so loud. All the fans are going to want to welcome home. They're European champions. Norwich won't have played in a noise like that. The Liverpool yeah. players will be buzzing. They'll come out the blocks flying 4 0. Yeah. I was thinking it might be a little bit more tepid. You know, like you think it's going to be amazing. We're just going to like go out there and fizzle out. But I feel like it could just be like a 2 0 simple get the win on the board and then let's see what City do on Saturday lunchtime. You know, that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at the, the last two first games, we've gone out of the block straight away and 4 0, I think, both West times, Ham, was it? Yeah. yeah. First game, not um, So maybe, yeah, I'll stick with 2 0. I just hope Delia Smith doesn't come on half time going, let's be having you! If she does that, we're going to get beat, let yeah, me tell yeah. you. Um, I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to, uh, I'm confident we're going to smash them. I really do. I really feel like you just said it, they're going to be laying down a marker. This is us. You've come to Anfield with the European champions. They want to show the fans. I think they're going to particularly want to show the fans because of the inactivity in the transfer market. I think Klopp is going to be saying to them, get out there, get at them. And show them the difference in, in, in class, the gulf in class. Um, well, but across the board, we knew we would have been anyway, but I think it's going to be a bit of a slaughter. That'll do it. Thank you very much, Connor and Kiva. Really appreciate your company once again. Enjoy, enjoy the Kinder Thanks, Bueno. Man.
Yeah, thank you very Definitely much. Well, what a treat. From me to you. Uh, this is the only reason I come on. The, yeah, yeah, I know it is, yeah. It's not my sparkling personality, I know that. Mm, uh, right, not. listen, uh, whatever you are, thank you for listening once again. Keep up to date with us on all the podcasts during what is going to be a, a fantastically exciting season and let's hope we can go one better. Up the Reds, this is Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitz, uh, Connor Dunn and Kiva O'Neill. See you again soon. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.